When a loved one dies or is near death in hospice, there are so many emotions to deal with, yours and your family's, but there's also a cascade of logistics that can be just as overwhelming as the sadness. We've learned that people say, well, my family knows what I want, um, only for the funeral directors to find out later, no, actually, they don't know what you want, and everyone has their own opinion about that. Well, the good people at hospice are here to help. A new book that walks you through end-of-life decision-making. That's today's Story of the Day. Support for Story of the Day comes from Seacom Credit Union, serving the financial needs of people throughout northern New York and Vermont, in person, online at seacom.org, and on your smartphone. And from the Lake Harris Lodge, presenting an open mic night with host Eric Peter this Friday at 7.30. All talents are welcome to participate. Details at thelakeharrislodge.com. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Thursday, May 18th. First up, the manager of a limousine service was convicted of manslaughter yesterday in the 2018 Schoharie crash that killed 20 people. Passengers in the limo owned by Prestige Limousines and Chauffeur Service were celebrating a birthday when the vehicle's brakes failed. It accelerated downhill to over 100 miles an hour before crashing. Two people in the parking lot, along with all 17 passengers and the driver, were killed. Several had North Country ties. The Plattsburgh Press Republican has reported that four were sisters who grew up in Chazy Lake. Namin Hussein ran Prestige Limousine. According to the Associated Press, prosecutors said he intentionally failed to conduct routine inspections on the vehicle that would have revealed brake defects. Hussein faces up to 15 years in prison when he's sentenced on May 31st. A program to address the state's affordable housing crisis was dropped from the state budget. Governor Kathy Hochul and legislators are now dampening expectations that they'll be able to agree on a comprehensive plan about housing before the session ends in June. Karen DeWitt reports. Hochul withdrew a plan that included the building of 800,000 new housing units over the next decade after some pushback from lawmakers. Suburban legislators objected to a provision that would allow the state to override local zoning laws in some cases. Progressive legislators, including the chairs of the Senate and Assembly Housing Committees, also said they wouldn't agree to Hochul's plan in the budget unless it also included tenant protections, including a measure known as the Good Cause Eviction Law. Now, with just over three weeks left in the session, the governor says she's looking at alternative ways to get some of her ideas moving, including issuing executive orders. I think that there's some low-hanging fruit that could be achieved. Hochul says she's considering authorizing ADUs, or accessory dwelling units, including basement apartments or backyard tiny homes, to create more affordable housing. She says she also wants to convert empty office space, which has become available as more workers do their jobs from home, into apartment units. What opportunities I have as governor to find ways to create more housing on state-owned properties, for example, areas where I can achieve more. The governor also says an expired program that subsidized developers who agreed to set aside some units for affordable housing known as 421A could perhaps be revived for projects that had begun the application process before the program sunsetted in 2022. So far, though, state lawmakers, including Senate Leader Andreas Dort-Cousins, are noncommittal about the governor's latest ideas. If there are quote-unquote, low-hanging fruit, then we uh, will certainly 
contemplate approaching it. As for new tenant protections, Stuart Cousins is ruling out passage of the good cause eviction measure this year. We know that the good cause bill as it exists will not pass. Landlord groups are against good cause. They say it goes too far and will lead to an even greater shortage of rental units. The Senate leader says she does want any comprehensive housing plan to include some tenant protections. She says they're more important than ever as the housing shortage continues. We have so many tenants who are feeling quite vulnerable because um, if somebody decides to raise their rent 100 percent, They can't stay and there's nowhere else to go. And, of course, in the same way, we want to be able to help small homeowners, small landlords. So there's a big ecosystem here, and we're trying to get the right balance. Stuart Cousins and Governor Hochul say they and Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty continue to try to come up with a comprehensive plan that they can all agree on and enact next year. In Albany, I'm Karen DeWitt. The president and CEO of the Olympic Regional Development Authority is retiring. Mike Pratt has worked for Orda for nearly 20 years, including as a Zamboni driver during the 1980 Winter Olympics. He later served as the general manager of Gore Mountain for 21 years. Pratt was brought on to lead Orda in 2017. He oversaw multi-million dollar renovations of many of the Olympic facilities in the Adirondacks, as well as the recent World University Games. It's unclear when Pratt will officially retire, but the search is underway for his replacement. Hospice of St. Lawrence Valley is celebrating its 40th anniversary this year. To celebrate that, a group of board members and staff put together a book. It's called Roadmaps for the Journey's End. It walks people through end-of-life decision-making. Co-author Mary Jones has worked for Hospice of St. Lawrence Valley for the last 30 years. She also teaches a death and dying course at SUNY Potsdam. She spoke with Amy Feireisel about the book. We really wanted to do something for the community, and it's the lessons that we've learned along the way, and that people, if they know ahead of time, this will make things just a little bit easier. So the book is called Roadmaps for Journey's End, and can you tell me a little bit of, you know, what's really inside and, and how it's intended to be used? Sure. So we talked about what is it that people really need to know actually before you get to the journey's end. The first part of the book is all the forms that you need. It lists all the information that your family is going to want and need in order to settle your estate. And then the second half is just walking you literally through the book. We have legal documents. We have financial documents. We walk people through uh, the whole funeral Um process of what you need to be doing. And we have um, social media, um, your online presence. Do you want uh, your family to post that you're in the hospital? Do you want your family to post that you've died? Um, How are you going to close out those those accounts? Um, And then we talk about legacy. And legacy is not really about so much the money. It's about what are we leaving behind for our families? Um, And it could be stories, it could be recipes, um, it could be photographs. What is most important that we want our family to remember about us? Working in this field for 30 years, I imagine a lot of this inspiration comes from watching people and families struggle with this. So tell me sort of what the why was for you in creating this book. I think that 
anytime you can talk about death um, in whatever way, that that's really important. The older adults really um, like it because they've been talking about, okay, well, how do I get all my stuff together? Um, and the adult children really like it. It's like, okay, good. We're going to sit down and talk about this. You know, there's just a lot. Um, there's a lot to know. When you think about it, after somebody dies, you're very grief stricken. And the last thing that you really want to do is do all this paperwork. And after a death, it's all paperwork. And this is not the time that you really want to be going through everything to figure it out. What can you be doing ahead of time to know where everything is? You're partnering with the St. Lawrence County Office for the Aging to get the word out about the book. Tell me a little more about that. We've started with the dining sites in May. We hope to expand and go to some of the bigger hubs around um, St. Lawrence County, like um, Ogdensburg, Potsdam, Messina. So we're going to be doing um, presentations out in the community in the evening where people can come and listen and ask questions and we can redirect them. And we're all worried. Um, about when you retire, do you have enough money? Um, what are the resources I can tap into? What's the education I can tap into? So I think um, the Office for Aging has been just a, a great um, partner for all of this. That was Mary Jones from Hospice of St. Lawrence Valley speaking with Amy Feireisel. They were talking about a new book called Roadmaps for Journey's End. It's a step-by-step guide to end-of-life decision-making. You can find the book online at hospicesLV.org. There's a physical version and an ebook. Both are free until Hospice of St. Lawrence Valley runs out of physical copies, and then they'll be just $5 each. We have more news all the time on our website, ncpr.org. Music today by Oscar Sarmiento of Potsdam and Evan Veenstra of Gananoque, Ontario. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.